Entrepreneurs, this one is going to be a fun episode to record because Caesar and I have been working behind the scenes, and now it is time to finally get him recorded. Caesar, thank you for taking the time to join that entrepreneur show. I'm so excited to be here, man. This is great. Thank you for everyone tuning in as well. If it's your first time with us, this is the podcast that interviews founders of top companies and brands from all around the world. And this week, we are sitting down with Caesar. He started out at the age of 19 as a stand-up comedian and actor featured on Comedy Central and Hollywood Films. But after more than a decade of laughs, he realized he wanted to connect on a deeper level with his audience, and that is how him and I met. He found that nothing gave him greater joy than helping others get to the stage of their dreams. Now, as a presentation coach, he helps people deliver their message on global stages, at work, or big events. You can watch all of his three of his TED Talks at the link in bio. It will be there for you. And since we have someone on the show today who was involved in comedy, now he's on his entrepreneurial journey with his own company. We are going to dive into a Forbes write-up titled, What Stand-Up Comedy Can Teach You About Entrepreneurship, and then get Caesar's take on it. But I'm about ready to kick this off, Caesar. I briefly touched on that you were tired of giving only laughs. You wanted to do your own thing. But dive into that journey a little deeper for our audience to find out why you became an entrepreneur. Yeah, well, first, I guess, you know, I'll say I, I feel like I always had that that kind of spirit. Like I always wanted to have my own money, like growing up as a kid, you know, um, I remember really like early being like 12, 13 years old going like, man, I wish I didn't have to ask my parents for money. And I my first job was actually as a uh, a, a, a paper boy. I would deliver papers um, and of course, you know, my dad had to do it with me, but it was my idea. So I'll take some credit for this entrepreneur, my first entrepreneurial uh, venture. And my dad was super supportive and like we would get up at four in the morning, roll newspapers and drive around the neighborhood delivering newspapers, man. And to this day, like <clears throat> I cannot believe my dad did that. And I can't believe that I actually woke up at that hour to make it happen. Um, I had a goal in mind. I was like, I wanted a dirt bike and I wanted to, you know, earn enough money to, to be able to buy my own dirt bike. And when I got to that kind of goal, then it was just like, all right, man, this four in the morning stuff has got to go. But, you know, I think I carried that spirit into, you know, into everything that I wanted to do. Um, you know, from that point on, I just, I, I was always looking for ways in which I could create it myself. Um, you know, even as a comedian, I mean, you are, you're an entrepreneur, you are your own business. And so we don't often think about it that way. And, and actually most creative folks aren't good at that side of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's a lot of talented, funny people out there or whatever creative endeavor they have that don't really you know, have a clue how to kind of piece it together and how to make it work. And that's why often sometimes not the most talented people will rise to the top. Yeah. Um, now, I do think that like if you're super talented, it, it, it probably will happen for you. But like this is, you know, this is a skill set that we all have to learn. So, you know, my journey after after being a comedian, essentially, I 
I started I started teaching humor to people because um, people were asking about that, and I'm like a teacher and a coach at heart. So I started teaching a course at the at the college, and that turned into a community class, which turned into a, 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 an event that we would put on. So basically, you would take my class, and then at the end of it, you would perform your original five minute set. Well, it was sold out for three years straight. So we, my classes were all booked and then the events would sell out and it just turned into this, this thing that I'd never anticipated. Uh, from there, you know, I, I was already doing some speaking, like trying to transition into that world. And I had my first kind of idea for my Ted talk that came from this experience of teaching humor, teaching stand-up comedy to people. And you know, from there, that's really what launched my my speaking career and then my coaching business. I love it. Having that hustle, that drive at such a young age, waking up at four in the morning. I know I'm not in common ground as I'm someone who wakes <laughs> up at those odd hours every day. But I'm sure it did teach you a lot like discipline, dedicating yourself to your passion, your craft, which you mentioned now your speaking business. What are some of your favorite parts about hosting this speaking business, bringing on clients? Yeah, so essentially what I do now is, you know, pri the primary work that I do is I help people land TED Talks and, and deliver great, great TED Talks, right? And that's the bulk of it. I also am a speechwriter, and we also help people turn their books into keynote speeches. Um, and so these are kind of the services that, that we offer. Uh, you know, for me, like, it's just been one of those things where I think if you keep if you keep tinkering with it, um, you can find like a nearly perfect alignment mm -hmm. with who you are and what you have to give that also becomes your business. And I think for me right now, like I'm as happy as I've ever been and feel like uh, like in the most alignment that I've ever been with anything that I've ever done before. So. And that's a really cool thing to like say out loud and and know and just kind of live in. And I think that that's that's the that's the thing that I would want, you know, other people to know like when they when they ask about like oh, you know, how did this coaching business start and you know whatever. A lot of it is just like trial and error and you got to you got to do stuff and you got to find out. But I think if you find yourself in a spot where you're like just running the business and you're not like still like, you know, loving the people that you work with. Like if you can't make it about the people, like for me, it's not really like a thing. It's not really worth it. That's telling you that it's not actually in alignment. Um, but always in a, in a business, you're going to need to find things, especially if you're like a creative like me, you're going to need to find new projects and new things that keep you invigorated throughout. And that's one of the things that I, I love about what we've built is like the ideas are constant. Like, you know, a, a, a client will come in and bring something in and I'll be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. I never would have thought of that. I can't wait to help you create this thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, man, that's 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 where I'm at with it. Thank you for talking more about your business, the things you like a lot about it. But as a lot of the great things that happen in entrepreneurship 
It's not all roses. There are a lot of challenging areas on our operations. The Jeff Bezos, the Elon Musk, those are the one in million entrepreneurs who shed this fake glamour, I guess you could say, about the real entrepreneurship journey. If you could help our audience battling that same adversity, what can you offer? I would distill it down to this. Like one of the one of the most challenging parts is knowing when you need support um, and when you just need to do the work. And you know that everybody's willing to kind of sell you something, right? To help solve your problem. And what you need to do is figure out what it is that you that where like you live in your in your zone, right? And you're like you're thriving. And that's gonna keep you inspired in your business. And then the things that you can outsource and delegate, like identify those things. And and then make a plan to make that happen because what's gonna what what eventually will happen for a lot of entrepreneurs is they just do it they do it all right they'll just say okay I'm gonna do it or you have the opposite where it's like I'm gonna spend a bunch of money <laughs> and 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 I'm I still am not making money you know or like it didn't solve the problem that I thought that it would and so this you know know that you have to be the visionary for your own business and take responsibility for that part of it and then do the work where it's like okay i i'm good at this and i love it and live in that mm -hmm. and then if you can outsource the other things you know depending on how much cash flow you have for um for operation costs and all that good stuff then, then prioritize doing that. And that's that's how you're going to run a clean business. I love it. In the beginning for me, especially, I didn't want to spend a ton of money. I learned and did everything myself. But now as you get bigger, you have to bring on professionals in the other fields, similar to how Caesar and I are working together here today. But thank that's you for right. sharing that. Everyone out there, you are not alone. It is not easy on this entrepreneurial journey. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show to find out exactly how to get in touch with Caesar. Reach out to him. He's a great resource to have. But Caesar, before we hop into that spotlight story, what is one app, book, any resource you've used to help you find success? What can you offer? Yeah, you know, I've read several. I think, you know, I'll just, instead of like picking like one that I, I'm in love with, because I don't know if I could I could do like that. I'll just say one that I'm reading right now is called um, Profit First. And it kind of taps into what I was talking about, which is how do you know how much money you have to do what with? Mm -hmm. And it starts with this problem of like, you know, the behaviors that we essentially have are like looking at the bank account and going like, okay, I have this much money in there. I feel like I can buy some stuff right now. <laughs> and like, that's what we do as a behavior, right? So the point like that this book makes is instead of trying to like undo that natural behavior, why don't you just create a system that allows you to do that? And so what it, what it suggests is like creating separate bank accounts for separate things. And then, you know, every, I don't know, every month or however you want to set it up, you have like an automatic transfer of funds to these accounts and you know exactly how much money you have, for what purposes in your business, because you can go to that account and just look at it. 
And I thought that was like, it not only is like, is it simple, but it's also really brilliant in that it just works with our, our natural behavior. Who's the um, author on this book? So this is Mike, uh, Mike, Mike Kolowitz, I want to say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's called Profit First. Uh, and yeah, I, I would say, you know, because I wasn't, I'm not like a natural numbers guy. I'm not, you know, like I dread doing taxes. Like I'm like, I'm, so that's still something I'm looking to outsource in my business. And I haven't quite gotten there with like, you know, the taxes piece of it. I'm still like at the end of the, you know, I'm, I'm there like in March trying to put stuff together and like, Oh, here the, I don't have the receipt. What do I do? Uh, but yeah, man, I would say that's like a really nice tool to have to be able to visualize what's going on in your business. Thank you for sharing that, everyone. Be sure to hop on Amazon, check out that book. They might have the audio, the Kindle, anything that works well for you. But before we find out which entrepreneur Caesar would sit down with throughout history, we're going to hop into that spotlight story, get some more value from Caesar today. Please scroll down in the episode description to follow along with the show article. It is titled, what stand-up comedy can teach you about entrepreneurship that will bring back on our guest of honor today? The article starts like this. Entrepreneurs and stand-up comedians have a lot in common. Ever feel like you are constantly in the spotlight? You came here to say something, and now everyone is watching. Your customers, team, family, and friends. Similar to comics, entrepreneurs also draw inspiration from the most unexpected areas of life. The article's writer said earlier this year he launched a YouTube video series and wanted to get better at cracking jokes on camera. So he signed up for a Tuesday night stand-up comedy class. Little did he know they would turn out to mirror his entire career as an entrepreneur. He said, every skill and talent I've nurtured throughout the years came out to play with me on stage and every fear or doubt I've had yet to face showed up in my performance. He says, master your audience and you'll master the show. While talking to entrepreneurs about knowing their audience makes me feel like preaching to a crowd. Stand-up comedy put a, this idea to a whole different light. When a comedian comes to stage, he notes a few people in the audience, looks to them in the eye and delivers to them. You need to pay attention, see who's in the room, hit their spots and speak directly to them. In business, there will be naysayers. Be unapologetic in your service in what you came here to say. If you believe in what you are selling, keep going. He also highlights practice, less is more, find flow, and taking yourself too seriously can be your deadliest mistake. We'll all expand on that. Let's face it, not every joke will land well, just as not every decision will be a right one. But there is no need to blush and run crying away. Run away crying, excuse me. Laugh a little. If you have a chance to laugh at yourself, do it a lot. In business, when managing a team, collaborating with partners or colleagues, or when all goes to hell, learn to make fun of the circumstance and situation. I love that. Caesar, what are some of your takeaways you can add here from your experience in comedy? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I, I like the article. I think it's fun. You know, it's always fun to make parallels to things and, you know, create metaphors. And that's how we learn, right? Story is how we learn. I think, you know, one of the things that pops out for me about this is, and, and you know, we could talk about this for days, is is audience. And yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting, though, because a, a comedian isn't going to always know who they're performing for. 
And you, you might, you might get hired for a gig and you know that there are like, I don't know, a bunch of real estate agents or something, and you can throw at them all your real estate jokes. But uh, most nights it's, it's a mixed bag and, you know, you still got to bring it even if they're not your ideal audience. I guess what I would say, like, in terms of like how I think about that in business, there's, there's, um, there's a couple of different schools of thought when it comes to comedy and, and, and I think it translates and I'll get there in just a second. So as a comic, you go, all right, do I want to be the comedian that can go out and like crush every night in front of any, any audience and I can appeal to anyone? Like maybe that's like probably like Seinfeld or probably like um, uh, who's another one that probably can do that. I don't know, probably Bill Burr, you know, um, and there's, I mean, Ellen is, you know, when, when she was doing stand up, I mean, it was just so like endearing, right? Everybody could relate to it. Or do I want to be the comic that I'm sort of an acquired taste, um, but my, my audience really loves me and they come find me wherever I'm performing. They seek me out because I'm so like fine tuned to what's going on there. And I think the same is like actually true in business. You could, you could be either one. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a focus on being, you know, super niche. And because especially when you start, like if you can speak to, to a, a really, you know, specific niche, then you're talking to them and that's how you can differentiate yourself, which I, I do agree with is a benefit. Um, I guess what I want to say, though, is there's another layer to this, which is like, which we don't often talk about, which is who who's going to make you happy to work with? Like, for example, as a comedian, I don't want I don't want to be in business with any other comedians ever. Like, they're mm. not fun to work with. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like I would never pick other comedians as a niche even though like I know them very well, I could tell you like what they want, what they don't want, like in general, like I could, I could speak to that and could probably create a business out of it, but I would be miserable working with other comedians. And so the, 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 the other layer to this is what's going to make you happy day to day with your clients. If you're a coach or like you're working one-on-one -on -one with people, like you have to, you have to do that. Right. And so what I've found is that the way that you attract people is by being as much, you know, yourself as you possibly can and, and not trying to attract um, certain people, because if you're trying, then you're not just doing you. And that's the whole thing that's wrong. I think with most like branding things that are out there is they're, they're telling you to pick and then attract a niche without without saying first, who do you want to work with? Like, who are you? Mm -hmm. Because you can't find who you want to work with without being you. So that's my take, man. I love that. And I was laughing at the part where you said, you know, we're not fun to work with. It's not fun to work with <laughs> the, the other comics. I appreciate the insight there and all the value you just brought to our audience. I'm glad it resonated with you a bit. But before I let you go, Caesar, pick that entrepreneur that you would choose to pick their brain, whether they're dead <laughs> or alive. Um, <clears throat> I guess I would say 
you know, I'm a Shark Tank fan. And so, and this, maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this is a commonplace people go to with this question, but I really, I'm, I'm a fan of Kevin O'Leary. Uh, he actually makes me laugh the most. And, you know, like, I, I don't agree with him on most things, actually, but I, but it's that kind of, it's that kind of, uh, um, thing that I would want to to sort of learn from because if it's not like me, I also want to see you know what I'm missing, and I just think it'd be cool to pick his brain and and you know shoot the breeze. All right, I always delve deeper too. Where is this meeting going down? If you could pick that too. <laughs> well, he's buying, of course. So I think it'd probably have to be you know someplace that I would never um, go. Uh, <laughs> Let's no, let's say let's say it's um I want to go to I want to go to his place. He's got boats. I want to hang out on one of his boats and uh and and uh, not fish. Just kind of sit out there and eat fish. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Well, thanks so much Caesar for taking the time to join me and join our community of entrepreneurs. Everyone you can go in the show description to find out his website, but where else can we find you Caesar? Yeah, so I have a, a really active Facebook group as well. That's a good spot. Like if you're looking to do a TED Talk and you just want community and free resources around it, it's an amazing place to get all of those things. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, Facebook groups and then forward slash speak TEDx. And uh, you'll find us in there. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing seeing folks uh, join us. All right. Thank you for sharing, everyone. We are that at Vincent A. Lancey and at That Entrepreneur Show on all social media. And YouTube is at Vincent A. Lancey, where you can catch some video previews to this episode today. Be sure to scroll down in that episode description. You'll find Caesar's information as he is this summer's show sponsor. So go to that website. I'll also make sure I paste this Facebook group in the show description for you. But here we are signing off today. Caesar, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Thank you.